here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Oh, well, hello there. It's Timmy Manor and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight and he's back yes. from his sabbatical, being yes. little. It's good to be back. Thanks, Thanks for joining me, mate. Guys. What a show. The Spirit of Sport. We speak to some amazing figures in the sporting world and our special guest this week. Well, he's one of the brightest, youngest stars in the NRL and what a year he had last year. Yes. So Such a cool year. So many eventful um, things happened. We're going to speak about that. Uh, since making his debut in the NRL back in 2019, our guest has gone on to score 28 tries in 41 matches. What a record Oof. for the club and has also represented both USA and Samoa on the international level. And no doubt, I reckon it's going to be New Zealand in there very shortly. Uh, in 2021, our guest was one of the Cronulla Sharks' best players, but he shined off the field and he was awarded the Ken Stephen Medal in recognition of his wholehearted community and charity work. Right. Our guest on Spirit of Sport tonight is Cronulla Sharks winger Ronaldo Mulatalo. Ronaldo, thanks for joining us, brother. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for the little intro. Uh, no worries. Talk to us, man. How's uh, how's the start of the year been? No, it's been good. Um, uh, we came back. Uh, good off season. Uh, got around my family. I had plenty of beers to kind of enjoy myself and kick the feet up after obviously a long eventful year. Um, but. Look, I've, you know, the whole squad as a collective have come back. You know, I've got a fresh start the club now. Uh, obviously, a new new coach coming in and a whole new set of staff as well. So, um, no, it's, it's been awesome so far and I just can't wait to get into this year, right? Awesome, man. And how do you switch off like during the Christmas break or during the off-season? Yep. What's your go-to to switch off and just not think about footy? Do you have a hobby uh, or something? Yeah, it is. Yeah, for me, it's basically just getting back to my roots um seeing mum that you know she's always screaming screaming down my ears telling me <laughs> back in the house or mop the bloody house do some dishes around there you know what i mean like yeah. little things like that um you know, just remind me of home and it's good to you know get around mum and get that get that little kid treatment you know, it's always good to be a little baby sometimes and um you know, have beers with my brothers and and stuff like that um and yeah just doing it obviously in the in an appropriate manner um and you know being able to enjoy Family time, and I don't get to see them uh, many times in a year. So um, when I do, it's, um, it's always good and refreshing. Yeah, getting getting some time to relax and chill with family. Um, did you get some um, headspace to reflect on your year? And if so, what are some of the big lessons you took away from last year that you'll be um, adjusting for this year to come? Yeah, um, I, I kind of sat down by myself. Um, no, I'm a big journal uh, writer, and I love. Uh, writing into my little journal, something you know, I've had there for a year or two. Um, mm. And I just found that you know, writing down my goals for this year and um, was massive for me, just gave me that purpose uh, kind of feeling. And um, that for me, it was, you know, I look back at the year that just happened and you know, it was kind of a kind of up and down year. Um, injury was in the year as well. And you know, obviously the Queensland um, stuff like that, that, was, you know, that kind of took a toll on me and, um, now that, that affected me in, in plenty of ways that people probably don't see behind yeah. the scenes um, and so you know I had to kind of pick the pieces up after that um, mm. and and just kind of you know reflect on uh, like the lessons that were coming out of it of how I kind of hand, handled myself and you know, I feel like um, you know with that whole thing going on I feel like you know, I handled myself pretty well and um, I went about it um, the right way um, mm. obviously you know like NRL's pays for my salary, you know what I mean? I, I I can't really 
go out there and you know, bag whoever I want. It, it doesn't work like that in this world, mate. And um, you know, if there's one lesson I learned it was to you know control what I can control, and you know, obviously that was out of my hands. So you know, my attitude to come back to training and um, you know, keep persevering and and just being you know obviously my my stuff off the, off the field um, really really you know help help pick the pieces up as well and just made me really really grateful for what I had um, as a as a you know, as I did as a you know, 21 year old, um, I felt very blessed and and very lucky. So you know, that took away all the all the pain and um, you know, all the the suffering that I kind of went through during that time. Yeah, man, we're going to talk about um, the whole Queensland situation a bit later in the show. And you're spot on the way you yep. the way you carry yourself and held yourself was um, so impressive from the outside looking in. Uh, I, and not only off the field, but it, just the way you carry yourself on the field as well. I'm a big fan of the way you play, the energy you play with. So let's go back a bit though and let's talk about um the jaw injury so you've you had a pretty bad jaw injury during the season last year uh what's the recovery yep. been like and how was the i guess the mishap you know having it go through it again yeah yeah i was um obviously when the jaw broke you know it's as, as a footy player i'm sure you know to me that you know he's just just another injury kind of thing and you know, i saw it as like that as something like that and you know, 21 years old it's you know, he's copied on the chin that's footy mate you, you get up and you dust yourself off um, that was probably was probably the worst injury I've had. Now I've had both shoulders done, knees Preach. done, and Preach. I'm um, with you, bro. I'm the same. I had my jaw broke. I broke my jaw when I was 17, and to the, my whole career, oh, that was by far my worst injury. Did they um they wire you shut? Were you, or were you able to? Open nah, your... no. I was I was lucky enough. Like, oh. I think moving away from wiring it shut, but like when everyone was texting me like, "Oh, hopefully they don't wire it shut," I was freaking out. Yeah. And I'm I'm a skinny bloke. I can't put weight on to save my life. So. I'm freaking out, like, man, I'm just going to lose whatever left I have on me, and which I did, <laughs> and I was just starving, like, and yeah. the hotel was funny, because the hotel, like, they always put, you know, decent feeds on, but I'm a massive seafood lover, and the day I come back from um, surgery, out of surgery, yeah. came back to the hotel, they put a seafood buffet on, and of I was course. just off it, like, of so I was filthy on that end, and I couldn't eat for about four weeks, Yeah, um, which was, you know, obviously a bit of a stinker, but... After that, I'm pretty sure everyone knows about Cam McInnes last year, just before Chrissy break. Yeah. Um, we went to a wrestling session and he bloody, I copped a straight elbow off him and, and wrestled and he knocked the screw out of my jaw. Um, <laughs> it kind of popped out of the gum and yeah. then it just fell out and I was biting down. And I was like, oh, so I ate a Snickers or something before it. Yeah. And I was just thinking it was like a peanut. I wanted to get bite down and it like, just tastes like you know, a bit of metal. I looked up, picked it, and looked at it, and it was, it was a screw what just sitting there. Oh, it actually oh. fell into your mouth. Yeah, it felt, yeah, it come out the gum yeah. and went in my mouth like this. So I was like, oh, oh shit, like this. So I was chewing this bloody thing on there. I said, oh, look, there's a screw here, oh, and they're like, oh, what the hell? What's going on there? But I went for scans, looked all good, and then um, another screw came out during a during the session. So, um, and then they were like, oh, you know, it's probably worth taking it out, which uh, which we did just before Chrissy and. Yeah. So I was suffering still during Chrissy and couldn't really eat the, the things I wanted to. Far out. I, I, I remember the because I was wired shut, so I couldn't eat. I was like talking like this for seven, eight weeks. Wow. And just a depression of waking up every morning knowing you can't eat, Benny. Oh. It was nothing, nothing oh, worse. Eh? Nothing worse. My mate's actually picked me up from the airport after my operation uh, from the hospital. Yep. And they had a straw through a cheeseburger. Oh. Like it's a, oh. <laughs> but and but like, you know what? We just... We, yeah, yeah. I feel like you can smell everything. You know, what yeah, I mean? like, yeah, your senses are alive. You can just like smell every single like ingredient, or yeah. but like, it's, you know it's, I mean? like, it's, it's funny you did it again like, though. I I came back and I was very tentative about coming back, and because I because it's such a in your eye, it's one of the worst injuries to recover from because you just it's just painful, like just annoying. And 
So coming back, I was so scared to do it again. And I was, the boys used to tease me about how like hesitant I was about, um, you know, even hitting the the bump pads at training. Like I straight away checked my jaw. I'm yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and even like you know, Regan Campbell copped it a bit for 2000. I think it was 19 coming back. And everyone, it's such <laughs> a me- mentally, it's such a hard injury to come back from. And you yeah, actually yeah. did got, what people are scared to do. You actually did it again. So to go through it all over again, I can only imagine how you must have felt. Yeah, like I, I um, like I'm totally different. I don't know what it is about me. I probably got some loose screws in my head. I just don't. <laughs> I've got no regard for it. Like, oh I, wow, yeah. I, I'd come back this year, like oh, just before Chrissy, uh, during that Chrissy time. And I just didn't care. I didn't think of it. I just, I just always said to myself, you no. Know, the more I think about it, the probably, you know, the possibility of it happening again. So. I've just kind of taken all the data in my head and I'm like, if it happens, it happens kind of thing. And so I've, I've been pretty lucky to obviously not experience that, that, that side of it. But um, yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because I, I didn't really know too. Because it's, you know, when it feels a bit unstable and you're kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. Wow, I don't know. I've just will hold up from a, you know, one little knock. Yeah. And that's probably because I sit on my, sit my ass on the sting a bit. So, so I don't really know <laughs> that's probably why I'm comfortable as out yeah. there. So I can't really complain. And are you back in the full training now, like full contact and, and back to normal? Yeah, yeah, I came, I came back um, first day of November last year and went straight into it. So yeah, and it, how, how has the off-season been? Is it like it's obviously your first one under 50. What's it been like? What's yeah, it been? And he's awesome. Um, I don't know if you've had anything to do with him, um, but he's outstanding. Like, he holds himself um, well, and I think I can see why, you know, you get players like Cam McInnes, um, Dale Fanuke and Nico Hines. I can see exactly why they've you know, come to our great club, and um, you know, just just the way he, he goes about his business. Um, you know, as, as, as us as football players, and I think there's well, I don't know if I should be saying this, but um, he's got this number one rule of don't f with footy. Um, in terms of you know you get the nice things in, in life and you get to enjoy things with footy, but you're nothing without footy. So you know, being able to respect the game and respect it. Um, and at, at a different level, um, and, and, and you reap the rewards from footy. And you know, like yeah. I said, we're very lucky to be in this position, and we work very hard. Don't get me wrong about that. And yeah, uh, yeah, I'm you know, just a just the way he's, he's preparing us this year and our mentality. And you know, we've really come back, stripped everything back. Um, and I think you know, normally Cronulla are the ones that take you into a deep end and just and you know, no one wants to come down to Shark Park and and. and you know, play against a Canelo Shaft team that just wants to kick you to corners and, and squeeze up on you. So I think we're really trying to get back to that um, nature of footy um, and just really honour the people that have come before us. And, um, yeah, just respect the club and, and all our fans mm. that put their hard-earned money into this club to, you know, repay the favour. That's awesome. I love the way you talk. By the way, just, Benny, tell you how old I am. I actually, my first year was uh, Fitzy's last year. Right. So oh, I'll, I'll, I'll play it again. You know, I'm 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 feeling very old right now. Yeah, yeah. So I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to play against Old but everyone like so I know a lot of mates that played with him alongside him at the Roosters, and they say yeah, it was just such a professional, like such a good, like everyone. Yeah, you know, he was such a good example. What do you say that your last year was my first year? Of really? First as well, oh, I played there you go. In, um, Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's funny you say that, but well, yeah. Fitzy's like awesome. The way. Like, he just brings a different professional uh, professionalism to to the club. Like when we he so we all got books in there. We rock up to training, and um, he's got us writing like attitude things and all those little things that you know, make you think about footy and bettering your yeah. footy. So it's just he like I've no I'm, this is no disrespect to any coach before me and and um, no thing, but it's just the way he's gone about it this year. It's um, something that I really really admire and 
you know, hopefully I get to stick around this great club for um, as long as he's here. Awesome. How do you feel like it's affected you having um, a, a, a coach with such a, a focus and determination and a, a, a addressing it the way he's doing it? Yeah. Um, I think it just holds me accountable. Um, I've tended to come in and out of games. You know, my best games to my worst games are far too big. The gap's too big between the two. And um, you know, we've spoken about it, uh, just finding that consistency and, He's been brutally honest with me, um, and that's what I look for: is that honesty. As yeah. you know, some of you knows that that yeah. honesty and and teams, and um, I think that you know what he's brought is just that pure honesty of you know you're shit at this, you're shit at this, you need to fix it kind of thing. And yeah. sorry for the the language, but yeah. um, that's just how it's been put to us. And yeah. and you know, I think he he speaks to us like adults, not little kids, not you know what I mean, not like we're employees of the of the club. Yeah. Like yeah. we're adults, and you know, we share the space together. We see each other every day, and just the way he delivers things is, you want to work for that kind of person, and um, and you want to get better. And it's always that one percent. We speak about it all the time in footy, and you know, that that one percent. I want to do it for Fitzy. I want to do it for my teammates. Kind of fit mentality, and um, that's what kind of gets me getting up every morning and excited to rock into the club and and just really be be able to put my best foot forward every day. Um, mm. And now whether it's recovery as well, he's he's massive on that. So, no, I'm not a big beach person, as you know. To me, us <laughs> Islanders not not real good in the pool, mate. So. Bro, I was I was with the okay. Islanders in the bed. So, Ben, we do, <laughs> do like one coach staff is doing thirty laps of the pool, thirty laps, and me. Worth, hey. It'd be one like all the obviously all the Aussie guys in the one lane smashing out, and forty five minutes later. You got me and the, and the Islander boys paddling out on the, trying to punch it out. Uh, this wasn't fair. Um, mate, hey, they call us a little, like, tadpole crew, like, we're all of us <laughs> both side legs. Like, we're the barriers you can just jump over if you're drowning. It's not fair, man. It's not fair. Uh, mate, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited, actually, to watch the Sharks go this year because I reckon you would be the most improved in the competition. Yeah. And, I'm, like, I'm not just saying this. I want to talk about your career a bit, but you've got so much to offer against that team and, um, the competition got a bit of a glimpse of you the last couple of years, but there's heaps, heaps more for them to see of you. I can't wait for them, for, for them to see it. Um, over the last couple yeah. of years, though, you know, you guys have probably been a bit inconsistent as a team. Um, and one of the things that's happened in the last couple of years has been COVID. And we've had a few guys on the show the last few weeks talk about what it's been like with the protocols and the restrictions. How have you found dealing with all that over the last couple of years? Um, look, I've, I've probably got a different look to everyone else now. I understand that um, some of the boys are not big fans of it, and uh, some of those people, those boys, need to be around friends and family and, and things like that. Now I've been away from my family for since I was 16 now, so I've I found that a little alright, not too bad, and um, I, I kind of enjoy my own time. Um, but I feel like we are very lucky to to still have a job that pays very well as well. So you know, um, on my end, I got uh, it is. It is frustrating and it it is hard, um, but we got to find a way to keep the competition running. Um, and when people put their hard-earning money into tickets to come watch players, they want to see the best of the best play. And, and as an athlete, I want to burst the best of the best. And you know, the only way to do that in this day and time is with the rules and regulations going around is you know, to obviously take take away that or minimise uh, the exposure to um, to COVID at the moment. And and I think that's. Now, the NRL are doing as much as they can to, to keep us within um, within the game and, and keep the game running. You know, there's people out there that within the game that you know need their jobs to go home and feed their kids and families. And um, all it takes really is you know, a couple of players to do the wrong thing and 
um, all of it comes comes crashing down. So no, it's, a, it's obviously a big responsibility on the players, but it's a big responsibility on the on the refs as well. And and um, the women as well, we've got to acknowledge them as well, the women in the in the game. Um, but yeah, like like I said, I don't um, I'm not going to go out there and and bash the NRL or um, anything about the rules at the moment. Um, no, I I've, I've feel like they've handled it handled it well, and um, they will have uh, come a long way as a game um, to to still be able to play and and get paid you know, well as well, be able to support our family. So nothing on my end, mate, about that. Yeah, how have you found the impact on on your mental health, and how have you observed yeah. it impacting your, your your teammates? Yeah, so like I no. Probably the only time I really felt like I was alone and it got real dark for me was obviously during that origin time. Um, you know, speaking to your parents over the phone is not the, the same thing as uh, being able to get a hug from mum and, and yeah, let her just really... Yeah. You know, obviously, mum's hugs are, are the best. And and like for, for, for a young guy like me, um, I remember we went up to Brisbane right after that happened and I had to obviously turn my mentality into the game that, that, that week and... I really struggled then. Um, I remember after the game, I saw mum and I couldn't say hello or hug them properly. And I broke down and had a little moment after the game then um, that really rattled me. And um, you know, like you know, all the other boys are fighting their own battles um, at the moment. And uh, I was speaking to actually Nico Hines today about it. Um, I think us as a playing group have to have some responsibility in you know, getting around. So hopefully, you know, when we get the time on you know, within the next two weeks or week, um, that we can set all the boys down and just kind of let them know that uh, we're all in this together. We can all have a yarn about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Nothing, uh, not more, you know, nothing less of a man for speaking out about problems, especially during this time. And uh, me, me and Nico are really, really excited to um, uh, build that, that comfortability and that um, reassurance within our within our teammates. And you know, whether you're a staff member or playing group, uh, we want to make sure that all the boys. Um, have access and and all the help that they, that they need. Yeah, it's crazy. For those, for those on, it's so good. The, the stuff you're saying is amazing, man. I'm, I'm, we're so lucky. I guess the game has people like you because we need more more of that. Um, one of the things that we don't want to talk about too much, but we do want to touch on it, and that's obviously the Queensland yep. saga. Uh, for the listeners listening yep. at home that don't really know the full story, in a in a nutshell, um, Ronaldo yep. gets picked to you know do live his childhood dream, play. Uh, state of origin for Queensland, and it wasn't until 24 hours before kickoff um, they realised it's an administration blunder and he wasn't eligible to play. Uh, how how did that go down in your eyes? Like, how did the whole thing play out? Yeah, look, I, no, the, it's funny because the night before the game, um, no, obviously the news come in and, and I was playing and I was, no, I was just on top of the moon, as you can tell. You know, you well, like that was the kind of the pinnacle core of the game at the moment for me and. Um, and I bought all these tickets for my family members, um, all all that jazz, and I went to bed that night, all good. Didn't see anything. Didn't see anything. Turned my phone off. Just really wanted to zone in. And then I woke up the morning. I get a. I was going down for brekkie, and I get a call from the managers in that saying, "Oh, you need to come into um, an office." And I was like, "Oh, what's what's going on?" Um, and then yeah, like obviously, you know, I had a phone call to, from the NRL in Queensland. Um, head of Queensland operations, and uh, all, obviously they wanted me to dish out every single paperwork um, within half an hour to um, to show you know, I was eligible. And uh, they kind of said to me, "Look, if you um, even if I do get the paperwork and they deem it ineligible, then I deem it ineligible at the end of 
um, at the end of the game and you provided all that paperwork and we say no, that, that doesn't fit the um, eligibility, then you forfeit that game. Um, which was hard. It was a hard decision for me. So it was like, you know, I don't want to put that pressure on the boys that if we win that, um, then we go try and, you know what I mean, that, and that game gets forfeit, then wow. it's you know, obviously a pointless game. So, you know, that was kind of in the back of my mind. And, I, you know, the hardest thing I ever did was pull myself from that team. Mm. Um, and obviously we we did all we could. Um, I spoke to Peter Valand. Oh, yeah, I spoke to Peter Valandis. I spoke to... Um, all, everyone that I need to, Andrew Abdo as well. And um, there was you know, the phone call of Andrew Abdo. You know, he was talking about the rugby league commission um, denying the exemption. Um, it was tough, but you know, rules are rules, I guess. And I can't, I feel like now I look back, I, I just can't, you know, I can't change anything. So I just chose to move on in my life. And and um, that's something I still get asked about a fair bit out of the right. clubs and stuff like that when I'm yeah. you know, going out for a beer with family and probably the first topic that pops up. Um, so uh, just being able to handle myself in a good manner when it, every time it's come up is um, you know, the lesson that I've learned from it all. And um, yeah, like I said, just controlling what I can control and being able to just move on to the next thing. Yeah, good on you, man. Such a great attitude. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the reasons I really want to get you on the show was obviously because of the amazing work you do in the community. Um you you won the Ken Stevens medal, and Ben, that's that's a big medal. That's a the, the best community work in the whole competition. It's not like a local club team; it's the whole competition. Wow! Um, is there is there a reason you're so involved with the community? Is is there something that makes you want to um, participate in charity work? What what, yeah. what makes you tick? Oh, like you know, like I'm sure you know. To me, you're the same thing. You're close with your family and mm. and your community as well, and. Um, we understand, well, I understand that we're in a very, very privileged um, position to um, give back and you know, change, change worlds and um, change lives. And I always kind of promise myself that as a, as a young fella coming through, that when I get into a position where I can help and and you know, distribute um, you know, all my resources to everyone that I can, whether it's my family members or, or randoms, um, I will. And and I, the first thing I did ever was was um made sure that I, I knew identified who I was as a person off the field. Awesome. And I've always known that if you're you know, if you're a good bloke off the field you're an even better player on the field and mm. um I've always mum's always drawn it into me since I was a young fellow and um like I, I two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is, five minutes of your life, um having a yarn to someone or sharing someone's post that is raising awareness or a certain thing or um even showing your face to a to a, um organization event um that goes a long long way and obviously we've done a couple of fundraisers and i couldn't have done it with my without my awesome club and all the staff there that um you know, put put their hand up to help me as well and all my teammates that you know shared my big i uh, get five um good five campaign and now you know i mean like the organizations that i've helped out are getting phone calls from news outlets and stuff like that to go, go out and promote um you know, to bring in funds as well. So I've always said to myself, mate, whenever I get into a position, um, why not be a superhero for someone else, you know what I mean? And um, and that's exactly, you know, what I've chosen to do with my career. And I'm, I'm more than happy that when I finish my career, I'm known to be, be a good man off the field. Has there been any particular community endeavour that you've been involved in that you've found um, is a standout as far as, like, you feeling fulfilled? 
like you did something. Yes, yeah. stepping stone. Yeah. Tell us, bro. Tell us about stepping stone. Tell us. So, yeah, yeah. So stepping stone house is an organisation. Um, they're self-funded, so they're not government funded. Um, so what they do is they are taking kids that have uh, been neglected as young youth um, and kids that are from the ages of like 10, 9, all the way up to about 22, I think it is. Um, and what they do is they help support these kids, um, give them um, life skills and, and all these good things in life that you know, we probably took as granted for kids and just being able to show common love um, to these kids and, and nurturing them throughout our life and what what we do as an organisation is house these kids, um, get them in an environment of what a uh, what a house would look like. Um, most of these kids don't know what what parents should act like and and all these little things that we take even cooking dinners and mm. so we try they try and teach them life skills like cooking dinners, um, you know, chasing a dream, uh, and they do the Duke of Edinburgh, which is um, which is what the Queen or uh, give them if they achieve something within you know, within a year, yeah, um, and it's something crazy. So, uh, well, the organisations also may like you know, the amount of things that I've seen do, them do for for people, and you know, some of the people that kids and that that have grown up and you know, obviously moved on to bigger endeavours have have actually come back and spoken and helped the organisation as well, which is awesome to see. And mm. uh, sometimes it's kind of weird. I went into Chrissy. Oh, Chrissy Day, I went into Stepping Stone House to help give out the presents to the kids um, in the morning. And like wow. it was just kind of a, a different feeling that some of these kids are around my age. Um, you know, each of them were 19. One was my age. Um, and there was a couple that were just younger than me. And it was weird that you know, I got to, I'm living the you know, life that I live in. That was kind of a reality check for me that yeah. you know, the things I get given, I should be very, very lucky for. And, you know, um, and these kids just loved everything they had uh, in front of them and that Christmas feeling that we probably take for granted yeah. you know, being able to be with your loved ones and your friends and that they, they were kind of taken away from that not at their fault um, you know, and it's it is sad and you know, our goal is to get as many of these kids as we can to, to these homes to, to be able to support them and, and just be able to grow up and just um, you know, be good awesome human beings and awesome people down there and all the staff and they'll get massive shout out to them um and and jason juretic who's the ceo um who just i've seen him you know he's spent countless of hours and in time um within the organization making sure they have gym equipment um and stuff like that or whatever endeavors they want to chase um he's always provided that they even teach them how to drive oh wow um, and yeah and they've uh you know, shout out to all the car companies um toyota and that that have actually uh, provided cars for them to be able to um, go out there and learn how to drive. So it's helping them get their license. So it's I, awesome. Can I teach my wife how to drive as well? Why <laughs> <laughs> don't you teach my girlfriend as well? She comes over curves and thinks it's funny. I'm like, it's not funny. You're going to kill it. Cheap shot. She'll be listening to this for sure. Uh, I'm putting it on the spot here, <laughs> but um, if people want to get behind Stepping Stone House and help and support yep. them, how, do you know how they can do that? Yeah, yeah, so we got an event normally around November. Um, yep. I don't know if anyone wants to wait that long, but you know, I'll definitely be posting. Uh, if you know, One way is to just be able to search around my handles, um, handles on, on Instagram and stuff like that. I'm always posting about how you can get involved. But if you want to get involved directly, it's uh, www.steppingstonehouse.com.co.au. Um, and on there, there should be a link uh, to 
to help Bariki in the right position. On you know, it could be any capacity. It could be a um, you can donate money. You can donate, uh, you know, obviously clothes and and gifts if you want. If you want, and um, no, the most important thing that these kids probably love is um, time. You know, some volunteers yeah. come out and and help guard and help do these things and take these kids out. So if you're a person in, in power out there and you're listening, um, and you know you've got you know, awesome resources, would love to have you a part of the organization and you know, any help uh, that we can get, you know, we'll, we're more than happy and we're more than grateful to be, be able to take that. So thank you for that. And for those listening, it's Ronaldo underscore Militalo. That's his Instagram. Um, are you on anything else? <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, where else can we find you? TikTok. Where else can we stalk you? Surely you're on the He's TikTok. Saying, sometimes I just keep my nose just Instagram, that's all it is. Yeah, so, okay. I find uh, on there. And usually when we have our, our, um, our single... Uh, interviewee, we, we usually like to promote them as well. But you got a girlfriend, you mentioned a good girlfriend, so we're not going to go there. Um, yep, got so, the <laughs> we're not going to promote. Don't, the don't call in our hotline, guys. I know we usually promote the hotline, don't yeah. call it this week. Ronaldo's right. unavailable, he's off the market. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to get Nico on here, the hotline would be going crazy. <laughs> we would like to know how things are going though with your girlfriend. How's it looking? How nah, long, how long have you been together for? Uh, three years, coming up to three years Ooh. this year, and um, she, she's uh, looking at, uh, hopefully she's not listening to her, so I doubt she would, but uh, maybe maybe bring the year, uh, the ring out. Yeah, warm that knee up, son, warm that knee up, three yeah, years, yeah. You're, you're in serious territory now. Lock, lock myself down, maybe, and I obviously want to build a family, so um, yeah, we've been together, she's awesome, mate, she lets me go out and have a beer with the boys, and doesn't even bother me, she's just like, oh, stay wow. safe. Lock it up. Um, awesome, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, beautiful. Like, no worries. Apart from me driving, who watches hideous, yeah, so I always yeah. give her a bit of stick about. Yeah. Um, nah, she's 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 good. Thank you for asking. Oh, and, nice. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Hopefully, we can go holidaying soon. Eh? Benny, what? Uh, how long were you dating uh, Carly before you got engaged? Uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. Okay, so three years. Yeah. We were high oh, school sweethearts. Leading though. the way, then. Yeah, we were young. I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna say this one here. Yeah. Six months. Six months. Six months of dating Steph. And then you like locked Aren't that you? up. Now keep in mind. Uh, you now, straight away. I, 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 don't, I don't want to get too, <laughs> too graphic on a, on a Christian radio station. But, oh, wow. Or a show anyway. But um, I was a 26-year-old virgin, right? Yeah. So I, yeah knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Well, why are we wasting time here? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get this happening. Yeah. Your mind was saying yes. Your body yeah, was yeah. saying, It was all, it was all go. systems go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not, the show's not about me. We're talking about Ronaldo. <laughs> Now, uh, mate, last year, uh, last year you also did a night sleeping under the stars for charity. What was that like, uh, yeah. out and about? Yeah, yeah, no. So you know, normally we do it under the Harbour Bridge. Um, obviously, due to COVID rules and me being stuck up in Queensland, um, I chose to because like, we had an event on as well that night. Um, I wanted to obviously fulfil that that um, challenge, and I wanted to sleep in my car. And because we kind of just said, well, look, you can sleep in your car, you can sleep in the tent, whatever, but just try and be outside kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I was trying to slip in my car and, and had this little thin blanket on myself. And <laughs> my auntie come out and she's like, oh, come inside. I've got a bed in there ready for you. I was like, nah, it's all good. Don't stress. Um, um, I want to be able to, you know, obviously, I think it's important for us to be able to do it when no one's watching. Um, and that's why, you know, I kind of took that personally that I, I fulfilled that um, yeah. behind closed doors, whether anyone is watching or not. So, um, no, I got through the night there. And then, um, yeah, like I said, no, the, the event done it. No, if anyone wants to get involved, it's actually pretty nice and pretty fun. Uh, you build your – we normally have, like, a massive thing. We would build boxes 
uh, we have boxes given to us and we just build massive huts and you go try and build your own house for the for the night so um hopefully that event comes back this year and we're able to get down to the bottom of um the harbour bridge and and sleep there for the night this year but yeah like i said mate it's pretty simple get out and and just enjoy being out under the stars for the night and uh, it's always fun with a bit of bit of a crew it's so cool when someone like uses their profile to make such a difference with these charities and, and these different um, community work. Um, your your mum is at Vega. Yeah, yep. yeah. I've read. I did a bit of research earlier and heard that she probably has a lot of impact on your, the reason why the community work as well. What was it like with her growing up? Was she um, was she a tough taskmaster like mine, or was yeah. she uh, talk to me about yeah. it? You know what the mums are like. Yeah, man. but I know, I know, I know. I know. Tough as nails. Yeah, so she she's just been like, like I remember this is the funniest story but um yeah. now coming in as an 18 year old I got to that kind of age where I can go out and have a bit of a drink um yeah. and I remember I went out uh, I think it might have been after a game or something and an issue ball and I was having a beer carrying on I was, you know as you do when you're young and I remember she's still linked to my Combank account yeah. and I, <laughs> I was paying for beer thinking I was like a mad dude just paying for beer like hey about have a beer she, I get this call from her. And I'm in the middle of this nightclub, and I'm like, "Oh, what's, what's this call for?" And she, I picked up the phone. And she just spraying me, "Get your ass home now! Like, <laughs> I'm gonna call your Uber. I'll fly out tomorrow if I have to to come get you." And so, like, now little things like that, she straightened me up with. Awesome, um, yeah, nice. She's, she's, oh, she's a tough lady, mate. No, she's the things that she's done for me. Is, um, you know, to be able to make sure that I stuck this out, and she's probably the only reason why I stuck around for so long in Cronulla. Yeah. Um, I got homesick pretty bad, and. And she used to just call me constantly, just letting me know um, that like, just give it one more week, give it two more weeks. And before I knew it, I was here. I'm being here for six years now. So, wow. Uh, six years. And, like, you know, little things of you know, her coming down for whenever I felt homesick, she'd fly down here straight away, the next flight out, really, and, and just spend the night with me or day with me and make sure I'm all good. Um, I'm, no times when I go through my mental battles, um, I fly home straight away and spend the whether it's a day or two with her, you know, that always fixes me up straight away. And um, but yeah, mate, well, she's you know, she's probably the. Uh, I really when I you know, when I do things, I just don't want to embarrass my mother. Yeah, it's um, awesome. I don't yeah. want to you know, put my last name over newspapers for all the wrong reasons. And therefore, you know, I'm sure you are the same to me. You yeah. take your last yeah. name very personal, and, and you hold your family very personal when it comes to things like that. And um, I feel like I'm. I'm disrespecting my mother and you know all my family members, my brothers, and that when I go out and do the wrong thing and you know I'm plastered on on you know, the newspapers and that for the wrong reason. So it's the last thing I want to do. And um, mm. yeah, mate, she's just she's my best friend, and I call her every time after training, before training, before games is my ritual as well. Obviously within the rules, and um, and I always make sure that I get the little prep talk from her that she always gives me every every game. So you're lucky you got a girlfriend because if you didn't, Benny, I'm telling you, the lines will be hot right now. Yeah, would, <laughs> uh, mate, you should be so proud of you. And also, I think even post-football, you're looking at doing some more of that stuff. I heard you're studying a bit of a youth works course. How's that going? And yeah, what's, yeah. what's your plan look like for when you finish footy? Which is going to happen in about 20 yeah, yeah, years, I'm but doing, when that happens. Yeah, hopefully. So I'm doing my uh, diploma in counselling and youth services. Um, so hopefully I can obviously tick that off and... I progress through that um, and always chase the next best, best thing in that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty aware that you, know, you go through about three or four uh, career changes in your life. And I know footy won't last forever, mate. I'm not, I'm not stupid with that. And uh, any time it can be stripped away from me. But the one thing I always told myself as well is when I'm 
whenever this game called, you know, called me that it's my time. Um, I want to go out of this game having something under my belt that I enjoy. Not, you know, I mean, I don't want tickets for construction because I don't like construction. That's not my thing, kind of. Yeah. Um, I like helping people and I like communicating with people and I like mixing and mingle. So, and my way was obviously through this diploma course. Um, and I, when I'm when I'm done. Hopefully in the next 15 years, and I, I pray to God that I, I do have a long career, and yeah. I get to go back into you know, our community, um, you know, wherever I am, and and really, really make an impact in, on these young youth lives, and you know, take away myself from the game. And my number one rule, mate, is I never, like when I go to events, I don't like wearing ties and suits and stuff like that because these kids don't relate to that, um, and that's what I really want to be able to do is get out of that space and get out of the, the image of Cronulla Sharks when I can uh, or whoever I represent at the time and be able to come be one with these, with these kids and with all these people that are, that are needing help and these, uh, these young persons. So um, I'm excited for the, uh, that chapter of my life when it comes to it. Um, and, and yeah, man, like, like I said, like I really want to travel the world and, and enjoy myself. So um, I'm enjoying this bit of my life at the moment and um, no, I'm working hard for a better future, so that's you know, that's basically what I'm doing. And um, until that time comes, uh, I'll keep you know, working my ass off for the youth, um, you know, in this capacity, and and you know, all the all the people that need help out there. That's awesome, man. I um I can't help but think you said you've been at Sharks for six years. Um, did yep. We did you happen to have much to do with Joseph Paulo, Safa? Yeah, so I come in when he was leaving. Okay. Um, yep. But he was like, you know, the one thing that stood out. To me, was when he was here, and yeah, guys like Sam saying take it easy as well. Yeah. Um, they they did not care whether you were an issue ball, held mats, um, mm. you know, NRL or or cup. They made time for everyone. And uh, one thing I still talk to Sefa now um, on Instagram and stuff like that. And you know, we send messages to each other about you know congratulating each other on on whatever it is. And and that's the, that's the one thing that stood out to me was that. They did not care who you were or what you were, but they acknowledged you and they gave you the time of the day. And like I, now I literally took that on board. And I go like when I, when I see an issue ball, how a match player or whoever yes. out there, I, yes, I, I try that. and get down to their level and, and speak to them. And we all, you know, I mean, empower them to chase what the life that I have as well. Mm. Um, especially the young Polynesian kids that come from New Zealand and that they struggle pretty bad and. I struggled as a Polynesian kid as well coming into this environment. And if you haven't been in Cronulla, it's a very different environment to uh, to young Polynesian, what we're probably used to. Um, and that's just brutally honest. Uh, that's not having a shot at anything. That's just how how, how it is, I guess. And um, yeah, like no, for him to come out, and I'm sure you, I think you played with Seth, haven't you, for a couple of years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played many years. I'm a good friend of mine. Um, love the yeah. guy. Good, he's a champion. Yeah, so you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about yeah. with him, and you know, he's probably we always give him a bit of stick about the hair. We, yeah, well, um, I was about, I was about to say that. I was about to say like, you know, there's he's a great guy, but let me tell you something: if you ever get to your stage in your life where you got to make a call between keeping your hair looking <laughs> like that or getting rid of it, please, please don't make the same oh, mistakes. I'm saving it. I'm getting it to me, man. Getting it to me, man. He, you know what? And uh, there's a part of me now that respects him, Benny. I look at him, I'm like, you know what? He's so resilient. That he just embraced it. The yeah. island's broken away. Look, yeah. It's just the hair is as thin as anything. It, ma- it makes noise when it walks past you. I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was getting, I was still getting 
more just think about his little Devin getting at the back. <laughs> always yeah. like, I was using like kind of Devin as like a DJ, like kind of set, and I always just go, like, I just start backing up. Like when there's when there's beats going around the gym, like I just try to go at the back and start scratching on his head, like trying to act out like a DJ. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh man, oh, I can't believe Benny. Time flown yeah, today. It's great. mate. Thank you, Ronaldo. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. I. <laughs> I honestly, like, I love watching you play. I love the energy you play with. And you're kind of a guy that I wish I had on my team. So you're kind of the guys, I reckon people probably be annoyed playing against you. And you're the kind of guy that people love playing <laughs> with, which is the best trait for a player. Ricky Stewart used to have a motto saying, you want your team to be best of mates and worst of enemies. Like you want, you, you want the guys in your team to be like that. And you, you hate playing against people yeah. like that. And I, I love watching you play. But I've also, you know, you look at the team you got. You got, you, know, you talk about Nico Hines and, you know, everything he's going to bring in. you got Finucane, um, you got uh, Cameron McGuinness, Craig Fitzgibbon coach, and it's going to be a great year for you. But I think you yeah. personally, I think you're going to go to another level this mm. year. I, I saw um, just a, a level of maturity about uh, the way you carried yourself throughout the whole Queensland thing. And then the way you play, I feel like your game is just every year you, you've gone up to a new level. And this year, I think you're going to take your game to a whole new level. Uh, World Cup at the end of the year, I, I'd be very... Um, I'm pretty expectant to see your name in that Kiwi team as well. So, mate, I'm so excited to follow your career this year. We thank you so much for joining us on our show and uh, all the best in uh, 2022, champion. Cheers. I appreciate that, fellas. Thank you for your time. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.